Hello, hello, you're listening to Goggler Presents, another exciting episode of Lovecast Peckantry. I found another word, boys. <laughs> I'm Uma, joined as always by Bahir and Ian. Hello, hello. I got you, kid. At some point, you're going to have to start defining those words, right? <laughs> I don't know. I figure, I figure it's know, a challenge. Just... You know, people can go out and look at the dictionary. Like the show itself, it should, our podcast should inspire you to go out and educate yourself. Also, before we get started on this show, Ian called it. I think back in episode one that uh, Atticus was going to be the guy with the bat. Oh, yeah. really? I don't yeah. remember that. If you throw en- if you throw enough crap against the wall, some of it eventually sticks. <laughs> Especially in a show with time travel. At some point, yeah. everything comes together. Was it? I mean, it was in episode one. I think it was when there was mention of time travel. Was it about Hiram's time machine, maybe? Was it that episode? No, no, no. That, I think it was, was episode two because you talked about how... Uh, you kept hearing the story and you were like, oh, what if Tick's the guy with the bat? Mm-hmm. And we were right. like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but now, they've, now that they've had that and they've opened the door to time travel on this planet, so it is a time travel machine, not just a multiverse machine. Will we still, what was the episode that had the weird flicker outside? Remember that? Oh. Oh, shit. Was that the same episode? No, I think it was two when um, Dee says she's going to go out to play with Bobo, right? Something like that, yeah. And there was like the soundtrack, the 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 soundtrack went like scary, and there was a weird shadow moving outside that looked too. In a show like this, it's far too intentional. But they'll probably come back to it in season three and blow our minds (laughs) (laughs) again, again. Hey, hey. So this show, this episode dropped just or next week last year was the first episode of Watchmen, Mm. and both episodes feature Tulsa. Oh wow! Strange folk coincidence for, uh, I guess. HBO's October surprise to feature Tulsa. Planned it. It's interesting because I guess Watchmen, for a lot of people, that first episode was the first time they heard of the Tulsa massacre, especially if you're living outside the United States. Actually, for a lot of people even living within the United States, right? Yeah. I was just reading something and apparently it was only last year was it included in the school. Last year, the government of Tulsa or the government of the state finally acknowledged the state's complicitness in it. So that was only last year. Yeah. And that's pretty much been in the conversation in America over the last year because of everything that's been happening. There have been a ton of op-eds and think pieces uh, about the consequences of Tulsa and also culpability of the state and the people involved, right? Um, But I have to say, this episode of Lovecraft Country gives us... It spends a lot more time in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. And while... It was really impactful in Watchmen, and then you know, leading into the into the rest of Watchmen, where it 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 it, it kind of portrayed the impact that had on Black community and yeah. Black America. I liked the way Misha Green told this story because I got to live in Tulsa a little longer. Yes, you got to see what was lost. Yeah, like you see that, like you know, when you see African Americans, you know, it was considered it was called the Wall Street, the Black Wall Street of America. The Black right? Wall Street, yeah, and. You know, they're well-dressed. They're getting into their fancy cars. Um, there are fine shops on the street, which is a complete contrast to what we see in the south side of Chicago throughout the rest of the season. So it was yeah. really cool. You can see that in Letty's face, right? As they're just... Yeah. A one, when they when they first leave the, the hotel and they're walking down the street and just looking in the shops at the lady at the, like, tailors, instead of just buying your store off-the-rack clothes, she's getting them taken in or getting them made for her. And you can just see that the reaction in Letty's face to, like... Look at all these fine black folk, basically, and driving cars and getting, you know, just living normal lives and how, how 
unaccustomed how to see yeah. how alien that is. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Like, I thought when, when they did the Tulsa thing in uh, Watchmen, I literally did not know about this. You know, I, I mm. did history for leaving, sir, but Same, you don't, yeah. the certain things just like you don't hear about. And it is, I think lumping them together as a HBO thing or a, a, you know, it's a bit weird, a Watchmen thing, how they've just come out at the same time. But I think it is very important. It is important that people know about these things. And it's yeah. a great, it's a great stand to this show on how they've done it. Like weaving things in there. I, the only comparison I could think of off the top of my head earlier was when the Sandman made me like Shakespeare more. Yeah. Because it's taking something and it's not ramming it down your throat, but it's giving you enough references to whet your appetite or to, in this mm. case, inflame your sense of injustice. Um, yeah. But also telling its own story and weaving that along with it so you don't feel preached to. Yeah. Uh, sorry, quick correction. I just pulled up the article. Only this year did the massacre become a part of Oklahoma school curriculum. Yeah. Wow. So it was So crazy. thanks yeah. to Watchmen, pretty much. Maybe, yeah. yeah. And I think I think Ian's right. I think that it was it's I almost I kinda almost want to draw a mirror image between what Ruby how Ruby lived her life as a white woman or lived the day as a white woman and how Letty walked through Tulsa in 1921. It's almost like we're accepted, we're human, at least on that street for that matter, for at least on that street. Yeah. But look yeah. at all the opportunity, like you said, Ian. They, I mean, they've got doctors, they've got, you know, there's a cinema that they can go in that's showing, I think it was a uh, Buster Keaton film. So it's, I thought, it, isn't it showing mind control movies from the Ku Klux Klan, according to Watchmen? <laughs> was it? <laughs> oh, yes, that's right, yeah. It's the same theater, by the way. It's the Dreamland yeah. Theater. Yeah. Oh really? So nice. it's site specific. Yeah. Oh. So I mean that was cool. I think also I think Journey Smollett tweeted out a photo of them um at at the house where the story happens later on. It was the same street as Martin Luther Martin Luther King's family mm. where he was born I think or something. Oh, so nice. that was the street that they shot on. So that was pretty cool. Before we get into the episode I have to say this series does this thing, and we've spoken about it quite a lot already, about how our next episode begins, and it feels like they've skipped over a bunch of stuff. And this episode mm. does the same thing, because yes, we start off by Diana on the bed, and all the adults are arguing over who fucked up more, um, which is something we spoke about last week. Addressing all their <laughs> concerns. It's like, Letty, I should have seen she was doing this. Now nah, you were just being stupid and prissy, and I was being stupid and pissy, and Montrose, goddammit. And yeah, I just my notes are like, wow, straight into it. And yeah. That's great. At this point in the series, like um, we talked last week about Bly Manor, I haven't got to it, but the digression, when I saw this episode title was Rewind, Rewind 1921, I was like, uh-oh, Uma's going to be pissed because this is going to be a, a flashback, side right? flashback story yeah. that's going to derail everything. And the fact that it's like, no, and let's all address all the issues we raised last week. I was like, thank you. Thank you yeah, very right? much. It's a gift. Can, can I also add one more thing? I wanted to bring it up last week, but I forgot. I love the fact that there's no opening credits. I mean, I know this is a week-on-week show, but like even binging shows on Netflix have got credits every every time a new episode rolls up. Yeah, and yes, on, Am- on, on Amazon Prime, you can't skip the credits as well, which we're learning from my house rewatch, which is a bit yeah. of an annoyance. But every episode has a really cool title screen. It's not a title yes. screen, it's a book cover. It's a book cover, yeah. It's yeah, kind of like, okay. it's yeah, kinda yeah. like what they did with every episode of the Batman the Animated Series. They would have a special, uh, like, uh, specially drawn title screen for each one, and I was like, ooh, this mm. is cool. 
Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And didn't didn't Watchmen have like some artwork thing as well? Well, they had they had the integration they had the big of the letters, titles, right? Yeah. But I mm. thought did, I'm not sure. Was it them? There was some other TV show that had artists producing art that was either in the show or separate to the show for each episode. I can't remember what that was. They skip past a lot of things, and uh, and the thing is. Under ordinary circumstances, I have to say there are some things that would annoy me. For example, I have no idea now what happened to all the people at Letty's house that were shot up. Mm. Mm. And I have no idea what the resolution is with the Black Shoggoth. But all the dead white cops. All, all the, the dead, white, all, cops all the the dead yeah. white cops, right? But yeah. I think they get right to the important thing that you forget about it. Because as soon as the episode started playing and moving on, I was like, oh mm. shit, yeah, Diana's the only thing I should be caring about because that is the core storyline. Everything else is a distraction. Mm. Yeah. And I didn't mind it just because, like you said, Ian, they just got right into it. Yeah. And and they do, you know, address like Montrose is mad. At, like we're talking about like Tick is talking about giving the pages and Letty just comes clean. Like at, last week it felt like you're like they're going to all play off these secret things and in a 22 yep. season show they might have but instead Letty's just like eh, I kind of gave her sorry. the pages. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I mean I was I was mad at this and Montrose is super mad at her and but like he's also mad at himself because he's always mad at himself and then but also when she wants to when she wants to say that she's pregnant yeah and yeah. Ruby Montrose right? realizes, right? So he backs off immediately as well. I mean, I think that they did something like that in later on in the episode as well, where there isn't a, you know, there isn't a whole thing about what? Magic? What? Time travel? No, I don't believe you. No, just move the fuck along, right? Yeah. You you know a thing because you're holding on to a book that is secret, that's got magic on it so that you can't open it. So when someone comes to you and says they're from the future, I don't, Roll don't fuck about yeah, yeah, just like, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. I love the fact that they've this show has constantly sidestepped that stupid storytelling trope. Uh, it's what I call the getting the... No time to explain, getting the car uh, trope. We do this all yeah. the time. Yes. When, we're, when we're playing Call of Duty Warzone with a friend of mine, one of us will get a vehicle, <laughs> just drive up to the other and then scream, no time to explain, get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> we, might be, we, might be under, we might be under heavy fire. We might just be looting or shopping. It's fine. You just get in the car because that's what it's, you know, no time to yeah. explain. Don't ask yeah. me what we're doing. Don't ask where we're going. Let's just move. If I ever turn up to either of your houses with two shovels and say, just get in the car, no time to explain. You have to come with. We're there. Got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's that thing of like, it's that thing of like duck and instead of people ducking, they turn around huh? to look at what they're ducking about. Yeah. No, someone just told you to duck. Just fucking duck. Anyway, move along. After talking about, you know, Christina being the, the antagonist last week and everything, now we're just like, we're kind of screwed here. We're out of our depth. Let's just go ask Christina. Fuck it. Like, yeah. I, I like, th they're doing that and Ruby's like, she'll do it for me. <laughs> Suggestive, yeah. suggestive eyebrow wiggle for those yeah, who listening yeah. at home. Wink, wink. Yeah. And of course, That's Christina great. just has one condition, right? She just wants Tick, Tick to come with her willingly to the autumnal equinox because she mm. wants immortality. And this is what I am assuming the vision that Gia saw when she was having sex with Tick, where he's tied up to this enormous machine. Yeah. And meanwhile, Gia's is sitting at the holiday inn, like enjoying the facilities while she waits for something to happen in episode 10 to bring her back, I guess. Whatever exposition we didn't get in the first scene, we get with Christina because it's just like what happened. What we, it, you know, Lancaster can he sealed it with his body, so the 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 spell on D. So the only way to remove it is with him. And he's like, oh, he's dead. Uh, gas explosion, which is like fine. That explains what happens at the house. So anyone who doesn't show up again in the rest of the show, gas explosion. Nice. We also get we also get the answer to our question regarding that captain. Right, what is up with that body of his? 
Yeah, because they, they all think he's dead, but he's not, because that's the next yeah. scene again, right? We also get our answer to what the stone was, which she left in the drawer. Mm-hmm. It was essentially to prevent his magic from taking root. Yeah, so or mm-hmm. it was basically, she said, what was it? Regeneration can also be a curse, right? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. So basically, while he's trying to bond with this flesh, it looks, it is, so is he just a head? Is he like a Borg queen? Pretty is he much just the top. Yeah, bit? it looks like it, it seems yeah. like it his seems body. Like they've just stolen black people, killed them, or stolen mm. corpses, and then yeah. reanimated him onto it. Well, no, they said they said kidnapped. They said kidnapped specifically. Yeah. yeah, and also like Christina's bad. Last week after giving Christina so much, you know, leeway and thinking maybe she's not bad, she's just you know got bad intentions. Understood. Yeah, no, in this case, she could have got... Lancaster's still alive when she goes there. She could have got him to, re, you know, remove the curse on D, but instead she just watched him die. Yeah, lovely she girl. just wants revenge, right? Yeah, lovely girl, absolutely smashing. <laughs> yeah, we still don't know what her endgame is other than the immortality because yeah. I keep thinking there's more to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much Ruby knows because... It feels like Ruby is a little too tempted by the dark side, especially when she turns mm. off Dell's life support. Mm. She turns off the switch and she goes, oh, I've always wanted to be a redhead. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if that means that she's completely given up becoming a white person and that's just like a cheeky remark, but she wants to put Dell out of her misery because she's actually good at heart or whether mm. she's like, all right, I'm in. Let's see what we can do with this. No, I, I took it from like, um, yeah, I want to get... Let's go find some. Let's go find someone uh, a little bit more to my taste that I want to be, that I'd prefer to be. If I'm going to be someone, why should I be this woman? Why can't I be, not be? Yeah, um, I, I, I want to pick. I want to yeah. be Elizabeth Moss, or I want to be Rita Hayworth, or something like that instead. Yeah. So I kind of think that it's still unclear what she's doing, or is she even a double agent? You know, you never know. But it's still, again, the delight of the show is you don't know whether she's gone fully in on Christina's Kool Aid and being like, "I'm out for me now and damn everyone else." Yeah. Or right. Is she just like, this suits me for now? But even that whole interaction uh, with Letty outside the house was hilarious when she's just like, really? You think she's crazy? What about Tick and his crazy dad? Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, you should be damn well getting in the car with me right now. (laughs) And And sailing off into our spinoff to Lovecraft's Angels. Hey, (laughs) I'd watch that show. I think that dynamic is really cool because, like you said, we still have no idea who the Avengers are going to be at the last episode, right? We don't know mm. who is going to be on whose side. Yeah. Um, well, okay, we know for the most part that Tick, Letty, and Montrose are on the same side. I think all of them have kind of proven that to one another by the end of this episode. I yeah. don't know. Montrose is still, I think, a wild card and that he might just decide to do something irredeemably stupid just because it seems like it'll make everything go away in a a completely unrealistic way. I don't know if I agree with that because I thought in this episode there were so many moments where he could have done something irredeemably stupid and he gets Mm. stopped and he gets reasoned with and it works. Yeah, this time. But he had to get stopped. He's not beyond doing the stupid. He hasn't learned from his lessons to say like, I was thinking of doing this thing. What do you think, Tick? It's still like, I'm going to go do this thing. It's like, we're going to have to stop you now, okay? I have to run after you. Somebody has to keep an eye on him constantly. I have to, yes. He is a small toddler. uh, A small, (laughs) impulsive-ridden toddler. With a gun. Yeah, so if if somebody at like, you know, if the big end thing is just like, oh, we can save Tick if we just kill everybody else. You know, Montrose is going like, hmm. You know, he'd think about it. Mm. He would consider it. And in that mm. in that time of considering is when they need to 
you know, break the Ark of the Covenant or some other shit. And like, and that, that you know, he's not a team player. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you don't want him, you, you don't want him on the, you don't want him in goal on your football team. He might just wander off and play for the other team. And, and I think, I think you're right, Ian. I think there's still, you're still not quite sure where he falls in this entire sort of Avengers team, right? He's, is he, is he on board? Is he not? Is he just trying to keep his head in the sand and not see anything, not hear anything and pretending it's not, not real and it'll move on? I think I'm, I, I'm hoping that at the end of this episode, he'd sort of pull his shit together because, I mean, he's Hippolyta's got magic things in her arm. She's floating at the end of the episode. They've jumped through a portal back in time. Uh, the guy that saved him in his memory when he was a kid is actually his son. It's just like, you know, can you... Is It, it can either shatter his reality or sort of have him pull himself together, right? I hadn't seen it like that. It might actually make him sober up a bit because his, his, his refuge is still to find some mildly or insanely toxic alcoholic liquid and then yeah. drink it and he's just like whatever yeah that doesn't lead to good decisions no matter what mm. you're dealing with never mind mm. time traveling evil white people. that's true yeah yeah but at least we get to the kind of core or his core of his brokenness right where it stems from an abusive relationship with his father because george was always seen as the real man in the family because um, his father kind of sensed that he was gay or at least effeminate from the get-go uh to having the first love of his life get his brains blown out all over him yeah that'll fuck you up real bad and oh, i mean yeah, i think and, like and he says don't mention as like, well the fact that his entire family burned to death in a house fire oh shit that yeah. set by white people that, that might too. also have something yeah. to do with it yeah yeah, yeah. And, i mean like you said he this uh thomas was the first uh, it, the first in a line of lies that he's told himself and everybody else, right? Mm. It's the first... That, that that line was beautiful. It's the first, uh, first, first in the long line of sacrifice he made to be your father, Tick. Yes. There's some amazing writing in this episode. The zingers yeah, yeah. are insane. Yeah. I mean, Mike, I mean Mike, Michael K. Williams... This is Michael K. Williams' episode. This is yeah. his shining episode, right? The bit at the end, just before he jumped through the portal as he's looking out the window of the hotel. But even all of these tiny moments of fantastic acting, when Tick takes the alcohol away from him and then sips some, yeah. Yeah. and he has this smile out of the corner of his mouth, it's great. There is some of your father in you. <laughs> just yeah. just scanning through my notes as you were talking there, here, it just brought up something that I just, it was separate, but now I'm thinking about it. Montrose talks about how in Tulsa, the, the survivors, who, the people who went through that, they had an unbreakable bond. And I was going to be sarcastic about it because the unbreakable bond was his friend slept with his wife. But his he brother. Has, is he now, or his brother slept with his wife? Yeah. yeah. Um, but is now, now that he's been through it twice and he's been through it with Tick and Letty, is that going to be the foundation of another unbreakable bond? And maybe everything, maybe everything I said about him earlier is out the window. This is the great thing about the show. We can't tell. But it mm. leaves so many hooks that you can hang your story hat on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, they get to this past Tulsa because uh, Hippolyta shows up. And yes. she has spent 200 years on Earth 504. That was a great fucking line. When she said that, yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. She just she just turned up she just turned up with two giant like knuckle covered rings to just say exposition and just 
punched everyone in the face and moved on. But also, when she yeah. shows up, she is physically different, right? She mm. she's like she's like standing tall and proud, and yeah. she's just like she's like it's a multiverse machine, you asshole! It isn't time travel. Oh, I can yeah. fix this shit. She's got her hair did, and there's like a weird modern kind of spiral going around. There. Like what looks like everyone else is just the, most of the dresses she was wearing were kind of um you know loose tea dress kind of things. Yeah, or just kind mm. of hanging off her with a belt. This yeah. one has a kind of a weird spiral thing, as if she's tried to maybe make her future space tech fit into what they wear in the time. Did she also which? When she talked about the Earth 504 stuff and we're going to use this tech to get the book, um, her devices were in a drawer, were they? She took them yeah, out she, of somewhere, but I didn't know where she took them out from. Yeah, it looked like she went to a drawer and opened them. Yeah. I think she'd gone down to the, house, the car, hid them there, and then came up to see, hey, everybody, what's going on? Jesus Christ, Dee, what's happening here? And um, went downstairs and got them, maybe. But it was like, oh, they come out? Do they just leave giant holes? Because they're big. They're, like the, they're bigger than AA batteries. <laughs> Yeah. Excuse me, ma'am. You've got a gaping wrist wound there. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But she's worked there for the now. She's like, it'll take six hours to get there. It'll take me about three hours to fix the damn machine, and then we're on our way. And mm. yeah, and and that was really cool because all of that confidence that she gained from her episode, her standalone episode, all of that character growth has a has, has a resolution, right? There's a there's a yeah. purpose for it. Also, two hundred years. I mean. If that's not character growth, I don't know what is. That's going to give you hella confidence, you know. You get yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you're floating in space, yeah, hella yeah. confidence. You you left out her uh, her singer to like that. We're we going to go here. We're going to do, do all this. Now get in the fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Yes. Also, did we get it wrong in the last episode? Because it said that they were going to Kentucky, but when we put in the coordinates, I thought we said it was in Kansas. Because I know we made a joke about not being in Kansas anymore. <laughs> I don't remember. I think there might have been double. There was two. I think there was two, what I like to call Russo fonts in the last episode. I think there was two. So I think there was, they went somewhere first. I think, didn't Tick go somewhere first? Tick went to see his relatives in the other place. And then they went to the observatory in Kentucky, right? Oh, yeah. okay, 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 okay. I missed that. Okay. They just didn't put the letters up again when he went to the... Um, yeah, because he showed up when the cops were there, right? Yeah. Literally, okay. I mean, again, for all the great stuff, that was like a real Deus Ex Machina moment where he just pops up. Yeah. It's like, hello. It was like, <laughs> yeah. it was like, how do I travel? Let me do an Abram-style hyperspeed. Yeah. Hippolyta goes, she fixes the machine, opens the portal, but she needs to become the motherboard to keep it open. Oof. That was great. Great line. I love that bit. Which is, which is in itself a great reveal because, of course, the thing has three coordinates, which are like time and relative space, right? So. Yeah. It's a time in relative dimensions in space. So they, by changing the date, I never even thought of that when we were talking about the third, the third digit last time was completely spelled out to us when she was hit, tripping through the places. Like it was the third digit was changing, not the first two. Because yeah. she was skipping from time, through time. Never even thought of just changing the time coordinate and you would have a time travel machine. So that does bring up all the problems we had before about changing the past and what do the... Lancaster and his did Lancaster and his folks want to just eliminate black people entirely? Do they want to form a future Reich? Like they can do that again. That's back on the table. I thought that wasn't going to be on the table. Mm. In going back to Tulsa, however, in getting the book, because they try their best. I mean, Atticus makes this point. We don't know how this will change the future. So we need to let it play out as is. Right? Um, and I'm assuming the reason getting the book doesn't change anything is because it was burnt anyway. Or was it? Because Tick was always the guy. So it depends on which 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 model of time travel. I think I try to put. I think I put this in an article we did early in the site's history. But it was like 
It was the e- it was a, a blog post I found, which is the easiest description of the modes of time travel. And it is generally two. One is that you're going to a parallel universe, like two. Well, there's three. Three is the Avengers. It doesn't give a, it doesn't matter. But the yeah. second one is that this has always been the way. Time is a single straight line, and what has mm. happened is always going to happen that way. So the book never burned. Lady yeah. always yeah. got the book, and Tick That's was what always the baseball thought, yeah. guy. Yeah. That was. I mean, I think it's established. Thought, yeah. It's established that now. Yeah. Mm. So it's the Nolan Tenant style thing. Yeah. They have to split up, right? Because Montrose is an idiot. Because Montrose is an idiot, right? So <laughs> Tick has to go and find Montrose, who's kind of disappeared and run off to find his younger self. Mm-hmm. And Letty's got to go convinced great grandmother, grandmother, mm-hmm. grandmother, to give her the book because she is the sole guardian slash caretaker of the Book of Names. Mm. Mm. And for me, that gave that whole sequence with Letty being shot at, still realizing she's invulnerable, then running into the house, and that interaction with the family was quite dark. Especially when the daughter goes, everything's going to be okay, right? And she's like, why don't you go see what grandma's up to? Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, you're all going to die in a fire. This is pretty crazy. Um, And I think that's something the show doesn't shy away from. Like, we were talking about how we were wondering if Misha Green is going to take an alternate history, alternate view of things. Um, and yet again, showing the Tulsa massacre for what it was and having them face all of those atrocities just adds to the impact and how it, um, and how it affects this story as opposed to trying to change anything, make it yeah. rosier, yeah. doing your typical... Trying to save everybody, trying to solve yeah. everything, right? Yeah. That raises a question that I think, I can't remember what it was, whether it was the Pirates of the Caribbean or something like that, but it's like, if you're, or even Knights or something like that, if you're portraying these times as something idyllic and you don't deal with the reality of the situation, you're part of the problem in a way. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think if it was, I'm trying to think if it's like, you know, uh, I'm having a blank on what the issue was. and I'm running through all the American history to try and figure out like what would be the idyllic time that leaves out some of the absolutely horrible stuff of the time. You know what I mean? It's like um, historical fiction an awful lot of the time. It'll just leave out the nasty parts or try and make it more mm. fun and enjoyable if it's a lighthearted rump. But the fact that the ter- terrible things that were going on against any people at that time, if you don't address those, then you are... Well, not as bad as Nazis. It's a slippery slope to that. We are thinking you're mythologizing this time, and I think this show did an this show did an incredibly good job of like humanizing the people. Like it's a good way to to, to get a, across the idea of how horrible this was. You get to meet some of yes. these people and know they're doomed, and you've got, come to love these characters of Letty and everyone else. So experiencing her horror is you experiencing the horror at this. This thing that is like literally as far away from us as we can get. It's almost as far away from the planet and in time from us here in Malaysia that we can get. But you completely yeah. now feel yeah. you can, we can understand as well as we can. And I think that's the real genius of this show yeah. in bringing that up. But also the way it utilizes violence, for example, and the sacrifices of the past. I think that scene between Letty and the grandmother slash great grandmother when they're kind of holding hands um, and saying the Lord's Prayer, knowing that that sacrifice is necessary for mm. them to progress into the future. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's the most horrible thing ever. Yeah. I mean, completely, it's a bit 
weird to link it this way, but something in Irish history is when, in 1916, Irish um, Republicans took over the GPO knowing they couldn't win against the British Army, but in order to inspire future... Gen- they didn't have time travel to tell them, but in order to inspire future generations to continue the fight against, yep. you know, colonization. And it eventually yeah. resulted in lots of different things, including a, a Republic of Ireland. But, like, it was that that idea and that... That's important, I think, as well for some to say in this age where we're all focused on the now. I think Correct. if this was the ter- if season two was to turn into a climate change show, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't, un- it wouldn't be unexpected. You know what I mean? It's talking about mm. like sacrifices need to be made now in order for the future. And also yeah. just revisiting those injustices, uh, not necessarily dwelling on them, but realizing that they are a catalyst to move forward. Yeah, but also accepting that they happened. Right? It's not. Then we're not necessarily dehumanizing anybody we're not necessarily vilifying anyone it's it's happened the people it happened to and the people who made it happen have died and it's it's but not talking about it will only doom us all to repeating it i think and i think the way yeah you're right ian the way misha green sort of addresses these moments without sugarcoating it without trying to do the Quentin Tarantino thing of fixing it, right? Yeah. She could have easily fixed the 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 Bobo thing. She could have easily, in this particular episode, fixed the Tulsa massacre. No, but even you don't even have to go that far with yeah. Bobo or the Tulsa massacre. She could have fixed the Thomas thing, but mm. yeah, yeah, even that was necessary, right? Because yes. that was the key that that was the thing that broke Montrose, and yes. I think that. Montrose is the stand-in for so many different people who have faced yeah. the exact same problem, whether it was in the 1920s or, fuck, in 2020, if you're struggling yeah. with being gay and your dad's yeah. beating beating the gay out of you, right? Yeah. I think you have the same problems because none of that's really changed. So I think, yeah, fixing and having that conversation between uh, Tick and Montrose and that debate on whether he should save Thomas or not was just icing on the cake it was it was beautiful yeah yeah halfway through this episode i was already exhausted i was already (laughs) like there is so much going on and it's not like it's not like previous episodes where my brain was trying to figure out all the layering of the different pop Mm. culture references and all of that stuff no no no. it's all character in this one right actually even when you think about the musical cues it's a lot thinner than in previous episodes. There are a couple of great ones. There's a poem, yeah. Um, mm. That is like a re- it looks like a, re- a recording of a poem that is like wasn't existing already, right? Was I think it? it was Sonia Sanchez, the yeah. fire one, right? Yeah. Where Where mm. is your fire? What is your fire? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, and uh, the only the one that the only other one that I found really distracting was when they created the portal with Hippolyta, and basically they took um, it wasn't Overture from Tron. It was. The, um, they took the Tron leg- recognizer from the Tron Legacy soundtrack and moved some of the notes around. It was a <laughs> it was that kind right. of because when you notice when Hippolyta lines turns up as well, the music goes all Daft Punk because she's from the future now, man. Like it's yeah, it's, it's she, she's she's brought some Beyonce with her. Like it it, it did change. <laughs> there was an element of funkiness added to the soundtrack. It's like she's come mm. from she's come straight from Parliament. You know what I mean? She's got her Funkatronic business with her. <laughs> she's seen some shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> And you need some Daft Punk to light the way. But when you're talking about that moment as well, just the brilliant writing around um, Montrose again, he says, with Thomas, he says, I lost that boy's name. Yeah. 
That's and the only way I can survive or something, right? Yeah, I couldn't say yeah. it before because he couldn't just be dead. He could have to never exist. It's the only way I could go on and not die with him. And that's just a really beautiful way of saying that. Like, I, I lost his name is chef's kiss. Just yeah. It's such a beautiful way of explaining how he buried him, essentially. Yeah. Not just physically, but metaphorically and psychologically. Yeah. That's just, that, that's just brilliant writing. There is so much brilliant writing in this episode. Even... Um, I, I really enjoyed all of the conversations between Christina and Ruby throughout this episode just because mm. they're playing, it feels like they're playing a game with each other and the dialogue kind of reflects that because I don't know what either one is thinking and I have no mm. idea if either one is truly in love with the other. Yeah. Also, you know, Christina's like, I've told you everything. She very hurriedly puts something in her safe mm. as soon as she realizes Ruby's there because she's given a free run of the house because they're sharing everything apparently, but not everything. Yeah. So it, it, this could feed into what you're talking about, about the immortality. She has something. If it, Does immortality for her cost all life in, the, if, uh, in a local area, say like the continental United States? I don't know. Maybe. Mm. You know, so she's she still got secrets. It still doesn't explain why she had that great moment of empathy during the last episode. Like, did she just want to feel for once what it was like to be the other person? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't follow up on that. I mean, she she did say she didn't ask Ruby for anything on Tick and Letty, which is still, you know, some she's progress. Playing a, <laughs> she's playing a long game, I guess. Yeah. You know, that 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 doesn't play into that. Um so there there is that, but yeah, I don't I don't trust that. I don't trust her because there's no payoff. She said she took an opportunity. There's no payoff to her killing herself so far yet. There's no yeah. no indication that's changed her for the better. She still is as laser focused on what she said and even she said everything like she's basically she should have just been wearing a black cloak and saying everything has proceeded as i have foreseen because she said tick was always going to go back to Ardham. it was only variable was time yeah yeah so has everything gone towards her plan i don't know it's naughty her that's it's 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 a bag of it's a bag of crazy spiders in her head you never her plan is i don't know that's what yeah. her plan is. The baseball bat keeps coming back, and now we know why. That is yeah. a totem in this entire series. And I have to say, that was the ultimate catharsis. I mean, watching Tick, I mean, that slow motion of the guy turning that his head. That first one, yeah. And you see oh. contact being made. Literally, that, oh. guy, that guy is like in the credits as the face of white racism. Right? Literally, yeah. right? right? He's got that sneer on his face. He looks like yeah. the dickhead with the brick on the horn from the earlier episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then you see that, but you see it connect beautifully, right? Yeah. You see the jaw go. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean when I say that this show really knows how to use violence. Even that, the way the entire scene plays out, even even with the lady, he doesn't care mm. that it's a white he lady. She's still a racist Just gonna bitch, snap in the and she's yeah. gonna get yeah. beaten too. Because yeah. you, you, this is what you do: you punch Nazis, you don't Correct. debate them. You yeah. literally, you you hit their wives in the stomach I with don't, a baseball bat. I don't remember because in my in my really shitty memory. They never. The camera never actually clo- uh, did a close up when the when the racists were beating the three kids, right? No, they we never, always saw it from a distance. We always from yeah. a distance, right? So I think there's a, there's, a, almost, there's a mid shot where they are, they're all, the kids are on the ground cowering in fear and they're like going at them. Yeah, but there's no. What's the word I'm looking for? There's no um, money shot they, gratuitousness. Yeah, there's no gratuitousness in that violence because that yeah. violence is wrong right that Correct. violence is not cool but when Atticus comes at you with the bat it fuck you righteous. guys we're gonna do this in slow-mo because you're gonna see this also another just again 
I think it was Kevin Smith was talking in his podcast after catching up and talking about the actress who plays Hippolyta. Like, you're not always shown all the scenes. So, like, she thought she might have been just a bit character until it got... To, I'm sure mm. Misha Green told her where she was cast. But, like, n- not knowing she was going to get that awesome episode yeah. and everything that you go on there and not seeing that that type of person get that type of story. Another one is, like, you know, Michael K. Williams again gets to say, you're the mysterious stranger. Yes. <laughs> that's, yes. That's a great line that would work. It would sound completely out of place anywhere else, but it's perfect here. And the bat, like, that bat doesn't just keep turning up. That was in the back of a truck. Like, um, yeah. Uh, he picks he, it up. Montrose it picks it up to get or some the, booze. Or the rubbish. I think it was yeah, in the I, trash or something. Yeah. It was It was in the back, I think, of a pickup, and he opened it. And I don't even know if that was actual booze or whether he's, was he just drinking Molotov cocktails? <laughs> it looked like. It's in a it's in a bottle. It it's yeah. alcohol. It'll work. Tick saves his younger dad, uncle, and mom, and in the then, most cathartic way possible. Correct. And then, um, and then they go back. Um, I guess to the hotel room where the portal opens, right? And Tick jumps through first. Hippolyta can't hold the portal open, and it closes temporarily. And there's this great scene where Montrose is like looking out at the devastation, seeing the bombs explode. And yeah. starts calling out the names of the people who were killed. Yeah. The the best black doctor in all of America got shot in the face. Yeah. And and then you get the money shot with Letty walking down the street. And there are bombs dropping. And she's just walking through the fucking fire because she's immortal. Yeah. Um, that is great. I mean, that's not a hero shot you get a lot in American yeah. fiction. Actually, you never get it. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why that moment was so, so cathartic as well. The, the entire third act of this episode just had me just pumping my fist in the air. There were so many great yeah. moments. I just think she could have maybe yeah. ran a little instead of walking. That's the cool. only thing I was thinking. I was like, there's <laughs> no. a fucking portal. Why are up? you walking in slow motion? <laughs> yeah. I mean, me and my wife were sort of hooting and hollering when, when we realized that Tick was the guy that saves his father. And we we both shot that like go at it fucking day you know just like there's a lot like you said Umar, there's a lot of just like fist punching fist punching the air kind of moments in this episode and and, and, and which kind of works really well because the last episode was so dark I mean you had the death of mm. Till, you had Diana being the, hunted the down gold, by yeah, pop locking girls you had yeah. Um, yeah. you had everything go wrong for them in the last episode so. This episode felt like a kind of redemption story. They get it's a win, they get right? the it's time travel. Yeah. yeah, they get to also Hippolyta gets to go full anime. Like she's like hell yeah, flying in the air and her hair turns blue. There's her no more turns, anime yeah, than that, right? I mean, yeah. her eyes went her eyes went white. All she was all she was uh, to fit all the power tropes. She just needed to have a tiny nosebleed, right? That's what they always have. Psychic powers. <laughs> but uh, you, you, you talked about the the two uh, creatures from the, the curse from last episode. Diana seemed to flip-flop back and forth. Like, when she was lying in bed, she mm. looked normal, just had a severely withered arm. Yeah. But then, when they were doing the... The ritual. Kind of... In bed, the ritual. Yeah. In the bed, She yeah. looked like the creatures, right? Yes. So her yes. hair... Her, make, her, her face yep. was all distorted and her hair was all like that. Yep. So, I don't know what was going on there. And then, and then when she was finally, like, semi-cured, she had a power afro. Yeah. Actually, when, when Hippolyta's hair started turning... I thought she was going to become Beyonce. Same, same. Uh. <laughs> I did that too, yeah. Split second in my brain. I was like, What's ooh. What's say mean in French? 
C'est la vie. C'est la vie. Life. Yeah. Beyond this. So beyond so she life. Would be beyond that. Beyond life. Beyond this. I'm not sure. Oh. Mm. Well, c'est la vie. La vie is life. So oh, say. La vie is life. Sorry. So that is life. So I presume it's life. that. Beyond that. Yeah, so beyond that. So is that Hippolyta? Nah, she's beyond that. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm slightly, you know, I think they're going to go tropey, and she built. I'm, I'm assuming she burned out her multiverse circuits doing that, so she can't do it again. Yeah. She overcharged her mega beams. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming that. Um. I'm also thinking at the end of it, because at the end of this episode, I was like, oh, crap, is that it? I thought there was so much more to get. It felt like halfway through an episode. I was like, no. Yes. Yeah. Although well, it was a long episode, right? This one? Slightly uh, long. No, about the same, about 55. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just annoying. It was just like, no, it. give me more. Shoot it in my veins. But, Stick it but, into my negabands. That being said, they've covered a lot of ground in that all of our side character loose ends have been kind of addressed i mean captain lancaster's dead uh so you know what happens to him um the only things left are gia we need to find out what happens to gia and how she plays a part in all of this um mm. and the big story of course of christina's immortality um so it feels like everyone's going to go back to ardham next week back to love Cap country and then we get to see this final confrontation play out right yeah I, I, as in, yeah, like, so all of the side plots, like the orrery, Bobo, um, D, everything that we've kind of questioned, yeah. D, the blue yeah. hair, all of that stuff's been addressed either directly or indirectly. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, Ian, even the casual mention of gas explosion does the job of explaining mm. what needed explaining. Yeah. So that's the that's the newspaper headline that kind of covers it, right? Yeah, and we don't know where the Shoggoth is, whether it's just living underground in case Tick is attacked. Like, clearly it yeah. can't protect him in the past. If not, it would have showed I up guess, in 1921. Yeah, because yeah. that's before the spell was created, but then L- Letty's spell worked, so I don't know. Maybe it's non-localized temporally. Um, but the other thing is that like they now have the book. They were they, they you know got Christina to help for some reason, but also for, they got her to you know reset the curse a little bit to give them a bit more time. Yeah. But... They have no real reason to keep any agreements with her at all. Like, they have the book of names now. They could probably just do something nasty to her and be like, no, get fucked, mm. bitch. This is how- you, you broke your deals with us. We There's no reason for us now. We have the power now. Yeah. The only reason that we were, we were dealing with you was we had something you wanted and you had power that we needed. Now we've got all the power. Go jump in a lake. Well, yes and no. I mean, they still don't really know how to harness magic properly. So they may have the book, but they may not know how to use it. But their first spell did kind of work. Kind of so, works, yeah. So, you know, they don't mess around with D. Do it with someone to test on some, you know, I don't know, I was going to say animals, but that's gross. I don't know, figure out some way to test it out. Start with nice spells, you know, just like do a few things first and go from there. I, I, at this point, I'm like, don't don't honor any agreement with her unless it's a trap. I mean, again, they could jump ahead and we just like the episode opens with tick tied to whatever it is that was in the vision. Mm. And then it's just like, Gotcha. <laughs> that would be uncool, though. I don't know. I don't... Oof, I, well, no, I, if, I if they do that, it's because they're leading up to something that's even cooler. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. That's true. You have faith. Yeah. But also, I have to say, they have reached the... Even though it's playing out differently, they have reached the end point of the novel as well. So it feels oh. like this season will cover the entire novel. Mm-hmm. Oh. So... I don't know if this is going to be one and done. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's no... Considering after three wacky episodes, HBO Max renewed 
um, Raised by Wolves. I, uh, that's not the case with this one. There's nothing. I saw there's the five days yeah. ago was the last update. There's been no update. No. So, you know, the, the, we're still we're still hearing rumors about possible Watchmen things. But if they did that, they would have to be an anthology series and do something else completely. Um, this could be the same. You could do the 60s, 70s and like, I don't know, do Asimov Country or, uh, you know, go off into different outlets. Yeah, you've done horror. Let's do sci-fi in space. Yeah, I mean, although yeah. we've already done that, um, you know, when was the well, no, the forties? It was forty-five when the um, didn't didn't some show do the Chinese inter- the the Japanese internment in the U.S. recently? Recently, I thought I someone did it in the last in the last five years. Someone did. I thought there was a show oh, about it. I think I missed I it. I don't know. I know George Takei released a graphic novel recently talking about his family's experience. Maybe it was mm. that as being optioned or something like that. But there um. are. I mean, if Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country is basically a metaphor for the United States, and there's all these things they need to conf- that in their past they need to confront. Right. Yeah. Um, there's look at this way. There are plenty. There may not be as heinous as the atrocity of the 1921 Tulsa riots, basically massacres, but there are plenty oh, of other things enough. that they can reckon with. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> American history is full of this shit. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to go history. Just go look two weeks ago or something you could even last night i just saw the tweet it was just like for fuck's sake and it was like two officers were fired and disciplined for killing uh, porcupines what whereas what they were there was some state in the u.s they repeatedly beat and killed porcupines they got fired but um you know the killers of um brianna, like brianna taylor's brianna, brianna taylor's yeah, grand jury judge, hearing yeah. just seems to have been completely like stacked like they just they just fed the grand jury bullshit information the black mm-hmm. DA fed them bad information that led them to not convict the two guys. So, yeah, there's like, I mean, 2020 is a is a seven season on its, a seven season series on its own. Yeah, no one would believe it, dude. It's so implausible. <laughs> um, uh, I have to say, if you go to buymattruff.com, which is his website, b y m a t t r u f f dot com, I just came upon this late. So he has a for further reading uh, segment. Oh. And I think he lists the kind of stuff that he researched and studied while writing um, Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. And there are some fantastic books, uh, just from the history of sundown towns um, to H.P. Lovecraft stuff to other novels mm. that kind of inspired the horror elements in his book. And it's all listed on his site as well. Plus, he has his own essays um, and dispatches from the 1954 Chicago Defender, which... Lots of stuff which talk about everything that takes place in Lovecraft Country. So if you want some background information and you know, don't want to just go hu- hunting around on Google, he's already done it for you. And all the links are there. Uh, we'll link to it on nice. the podcast page as well. But it's definitely worth checking out because it gives you some really cool insight. Also, if you're listening to this uh, from Malaysia, uh, the big bookshop Kino Kunia at KLCC, he's the featured author and they've got all his books on sale. Hmm. Uh, which is great because like... A month and a half ago, when I went looking for his books, they had none of them. So mm-hmm. they've clearly they've clearly brought it all in because of the press that Lovecraft Country has been getting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. Any any predictions, guys, on what episode ten is going to be? God, about? No. Yeah, I never oh, have I any predictions. Say, they pull a. You never have any predictions apart from when you predicted Bobo was Emmett Till. So like, yeah, no predictions, right? <laughs> um, we've got. I mean, I'm surprised we've gotten a few others, considering how distant we are from the subject matter how we've gotten a few correct but i think again we threw so many out there um half in jest that turned out to be true yeah <laughs> but yeah i i 
I'm assuming now at this point with it, with with so unless they're going to announce it as a part of some like I think they have their own official podcast something like that unless they announce it as part of some kind of post show thing that they're doing in season two mm. or Misha Green is going to do something special. Um, and as you said, we're near the end of the book. I presume it's going to be one and done, so they will tie up everything. Um, Can I? So the only we have to find out what happened to the Shoggoth if it's just like chilling in the south side of Chicago or, or you know they have it tied up in the backyard. Um, Christina doesn't know about the Shoggoth. No. So that could pop up during any ceremony. Yeah. He might come willing, but he might not, you know, his dog might not be totally into it. Yeah. 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 Can I just sort of tell you guys what the title of episode 10 is? Oh, no, us. I think that's spoilers. Oh, really? What? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that's spoilers. Next week's episode, because they haven't, some of those, when we're watching them live, some of them it's didn't It's not going have to be everybody dies. <laughs> is it everybody dies? <laughs> it's not everybody dies. <laughs> You want to know? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've come on, got, come on, come I've on. got the wiki page open. The last episode's called Full Circle. Okay, that's not too much of a spoiler, but that makes kind of sense. We've seen everything yeah. kind of happen. Every, like, even the casual mention of Montrose going smells like Tulsa. Mm. Yeah. Um, pretty much is, yeah, is what we because got he knows in what this episode, yeah. right? He knows yeah. what it yeah. means. But I mean, which episode? No, oh, it was the second episode where Tick did the, the ritual, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, we it is clear that like uh, Christina gave him a cursed ring so that it would take the immortality off her dad so she could burn burn them all down to the ground. So the lodge full circle would imply that the you know, the lodge is going to burn back at where, the lodge, where, where, yeah. wherever they go is going to burn. It's Maybe. just a matter yeah. of who's it going to get burned and is, is Nicolas Cage going to be there standing outside saying, "How to get burned? How to get burned?" So, uh there is that and I think maybe Christina will gain immortality in, as like a uh a fairy tale told to scare black kids because they they're gonna they're gonna vanquish her ass. Yeah, yeah. No, I, mm. I I think that's my that's my prediction. My prediction is that it's going to come full circle, in that we're going to get an ending. I don't think we're going to get a cliffhanger. I think yeah yeah we're going to get a complete ending. I think maybe we might see Christina either vanquished or that might be the ambiguity. Uh, and a little bit like how Watchmen ended. I think, is Christina the metaphor for white people all the way up to 2020? That kind of thing. She's she's Donald Trump failing upwards always. Right, right. That's what I'm mm. thinking. The other ending could be that it ends with her in a coma and the camera pulls back and Ruby's making a serum for him overload. Yeah, that could be cool. And then changes, yeah. and then changes into her and then gets into the silver Rolls Royce. And then we have Lovecraft Angels with her and Letty. And Letty looks and Letty looks exactly like Christina as well. And Tick looks like Christina as well. It's just three Christinas on the road. Oh, we flash forward <laughs> nine months and Letty gives birth to a girl. <gasps> a girl Shoggoth. Because it was <laughs> Georgina Freeman, not George. Yeah, because yeah, I suppose that's that's not clear whether Tick did just go future or not. There was the de- the, de- the the details being different indicate that it wasn't. Yeah. But you know, if, if yeah, that changes, then and the only reason I mention it is because they mention boy so many times. Mm. <laughs> and in mm. this show, every time they do something like that, you're like, really? Um, but if that changes, then I think it becomes very clear that we're in an alternate timeline, right? No, I think right. I think the tick visit an alternate timeline. I think this is this is this is Lovecraft Country Prime and you have oh, no yes, faith correct. in what you That's make what in meant. this universe. Yeah. So uh. I think and also, you know, I don't see any of these characters accepting a fate. Apart from Tick. Tick will just like, yeah, you want to roll? He, he just likes offers himself for sacrifice every episode. So I can see 
that could be that could be changed. I think that would be a nice kicker if it was like Georgina or you know something. Oh, it was twins or something. You know, it could be weird. Mm. And they can call them Luke and Leah. Hey. Skywalkers. Yeah. Yeah, he does the Ray thing at the end. He just like turns to the camera. What's your name? Skywalker. Like, why? Like, I don't know. I went to the future, goddammit. I saw this movie. Yeah. Ah, all right, all right. Um, send us your theories. What do you think is gonna happen? Lovecraft Country episode ten. Send them to us uh, by podcast at doggler.my or on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Um, get them in quick because this is it no more after this no more no more and we have no idea if there'll ever be a season two so yeah um, let us know what you think folks uh, this is another exciting episode of Lovecast Peckantry signing out <laughs>